The following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. It is Thursday, July 20th. We are semi back in the saddle again, question mark. Um, I am joined at this time uh, by the other half of the Fat Siders, uh, Fat Hulk. Hey, yo. Um, Mr. PTP, uh, part-time player, uh, <clears throat> is... Yeah, it's currently still at a rock concert of you seeing Mudvayne or some bullshit. I don't know. Fuck him. Cool. Guar. 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 Yeah. Good job, dipstick. Um, the flamboyant member of this group will be here. Maybe. 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 <laughs> Question mark? It's a possibility. Um, for those of you at home, I'm going to read an exact quote from the uh, Clowning on Pearl uh, group chat, which is what our, our group chat is here uh, because of Ernest looking like Pearl from uh, Spongebob. Quote, I'm two espresso martinis in, boys. This is going to be a show. That was at 8.03. It is now 10.54. We have not heard from him since 8.59. He could be 13 espresso martinis deep or living in a hole in the middle of Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. I don't know. Um, I also know for sure, quote, do you realize I'm dating someone whose our age gap is eligible to vote? That was another real fucking quote. Yeah, I, I look, I, I don't, <laughs> I've never had an espresso martini. Um, I'm not gonna lie, it sounds pretty fucking tasty. So what you're saying is if you're still an espresso martini virgin, come Philadelphia. Yeah. We're 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 getting them. Sure. Yeah, that'll work. Alright, cool. Just 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 to cross it off the list. Just if not, we'll get one when we're in Disney. Yes. We'll do it we'll we'll we'll, we'll Disney it up because Around that time should be one of the festivals at Epcot, which means different places to drink at, which means I may become stone cold and just be like, what? The whole time. <laughs> what? What? Um, um, but yeah. Off air. Off air, you can ask my wife about the last time I went with someone that was a drinker with me to Epcot. Um, at one point, I just started yelling, and that's the bottom line. So literally, he's walking up to people. What's your yeah. favorite match? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You, you put just random North fucking America. strangers. Yeah, you put me in North. You put me in. What's the your North favorite North match? Yeah. Put me in the North American Pavilion where I can drink uh, moonshine sours and then take three steps that way to the Japan and start drinking violet sakis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bitch. Yeah. Just, yeah, exactly. Just getting, just getting cranked. Sauced. Oh, and then by the way, 
let me stop in Mexico for one of those three-layered margaritas, the frozen ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love a frozen margarita, dude. Oh, buddy, just wait. A frozen Fucking... strawberry, frozen strawberry margarita. I had a sangria, a frozen sangria one. Ooh, that sounds um, like a week and a half ago, it was fantastic. Nice. All right, now that the alcoholics are here on this show mm. because um, nobody else one, showed up. <laughs> yeah, the other one's a bitch, and the other one's listening to Mudvayne. I'm a bitch. That's earnest right now. Uh, all right, so we technically have two topics for sure. Yeah, and those are our topics. Yes, um, th- 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 those were locked in stone. Uh, early Pretty early week. in the week, actually. Yeah, I think I did mine almost like Monday, and I think you came back like right after, like bink bink, like yeah. We went one two real quick. Um, before we begin, if you'd like to listen to myself and Jim talk about uh, other things not wrestling related, you can check out the Earnestly Speaking podcast, where we rank the top sixteen quarterbacks of the National Football Conference. Next week, we'll take our crack at the AFs. That's right. That'll be the one plug that we get. That's right, and I Uh, think the next Huddle Up drops on uh, Wednesday next week. Ooh. So. And we're we're back in the lab on... Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to be busy. We're going to be busy. All right, we got some some work to get done. Um, Speaking of work, let's get to work. Let's get to uh, why we're here. Uh, It is the topics for this week's show. We will start with mine. Um... And I saw this on Facebook, and I thought, well, if there's one place we're going to have this conversation, might as well be here. Um, with AEW Collision now being, what, about a month a month into its run? Ish, yeah, a little over a month, maybe. Three, three weeks to a month-ish. Um, we've kind of seen that they have somewhat of their own roster. A little bit. Punk, Miro, guys like that. Um, should AEW consider adding a title I, I can't say that it's, it should be a world title um but like a title to the level of the AEW world title because you can't have a two, universal like, title if you yes, will okay correct. um because there does seem to be guys who will be on both shows looking at UFTR right well uh, then there seems to be guys that are only gonna be on a collision Looking at you, Phil from Chicago. <laughs> Looking at you, Miro. You know, Samoa Joe. You know, depending on what happens with the Ring of Honor television title yep. on tomorrow night's Death Before Dishonor. Looking at Which, you, hey, Colt. Ka- oh, never mind. <laughs> if Joe doesn't show up, maybe we should run that down as a quick third topic. We could possibly do that, yeah. Just just to tap on it in case Joe doesn't show up. Yeah. Because that was something that I was thinking about late. Like, I forgot that it was actually tomorrow. I thought it was Saturday. And then I saw the tweet and I'm like, yeah, whoops. Fuck. Well, all right. Yeah, guess tomorrow. Yeah. And and the title match, Claudio versus Pac. Did they announce it as Pac? I believe they announced it on Twitter earlier today. Okay, because when, when I filled out my PW scorecard, uh, it was still listed as to be announced. Yeah, because it because it, it literally is like, oh, you can one of the Well, that would make sense. It's the it's the two months that Pac can come back and wrestle in the States for a little while, so why don't we give him a title? It also makes sense because it's the he walked out on them two nights ago at Blood and Guts. Well, that's true. And it just it it in the the writing was on the wall, and and then we'll get back to where we were at hand. Watching Blood and Guts, the malfunction at the junction between 
Claudio and Pac started when they were the first two members of the Blackpool Combat Club team. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So, like, when that started happening, I was like, okay, well, there's no way that he's going to... They're going to coincide. Right. So is this is this the savior now that Mark Briscoe will not be able to compete in the, the, the title match? Um, so literally, that's why I was like, this just makes almost too much sense. Um that it would be pack. And here's, here's what was said seven hours ago uh, on the official ring of honor Twitter page. Uh, there's a picture of Claudio Castagnoli uh, from blood and guts. It says, quote, I don't want to wait another day. I certainly don't want to wait another week. I want that bastard. How about Friday death before dishonor? Okay. So they announced it without announcing it. And then pack said, I'll be at ring of honor. I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to embarrass you, but more important, more importantly than all, I'm going to take your belt. So they announced it. I think they announced it before that, and then they got the quotes. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I'm, I'm yeah, right here. Uh, Twenty hours ago, so shortly right after Blood and Guts was over, Tony Khan posted a tweet uh, at Tony Khan or Tony Cocaine uh, for those of you at home. Uh, after their alliance uh, disintegrated. At Dynamite's Blood and Guts, the Ring of Honor World Champion Claudio Castagnoli and Pac will fight one-on-one for the title at Death Before Dishonor. So, yeah. Okay, yeah, and, and the Ring of Honor uh, Ring of Honor page actually mm-hmm. uh, did confirm that as well earlier today. Yep. I just looked up. So, okay. Um, I Because when I filled out my, my scorecard earlier, it hadn't changed, but they go by – they don't change it once they launch – I, I literally just did mine like Yeah, they don't they don't change it when it, it Yeah, they don't update it once it launches because once it launches online and people start filling it out mm-hmm. if they would change it, those people would have to go back and refill that match Correct. out. So it just creates a logistical nightmare for them. Cool. So three points. If uh if you're filling out your PW scorecard, uh you know. Who is he fighting? Yeah. Back. Yeah, pack. yeah, I guess I should just go in and change mine right now. Take the points. Take the points and go yeah. with Pack. Yeah. He's a bastard. He's a bastard. A bastard Pack. He's a bastard Pack. Her. Um, all right. Collision have its own world title. Um, I'll let you start the, the collision talk now that we've ventured off to Ring of Honor this weekend. Um, It's definitely a complicated question because... AEW has too many titles. AEW slash Ring of Honor has too many titles to begin with, right? Like we've we've been over that discussion. Um, however, here's the thing: like if AEW could finally, and the, they probably won't, but if they could finally stop using Ring of Honor titles on AEW TV, I'm not necessarily opposed to the idea of a of a show that has its basically its own featured players. Um, having, having a title that is like primarily defended, um, on that show. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe just have, you know, instead of like, you know, cause we have the TBS title and I hate, like, I hate, I do hate, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the names of the TBS title, TNT title, that bitch strong, but, but like, 
maybe you have and 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 even like I don't know that you want to call it a TV title because then you would have to defend it on Rampage and Dinamite. But like maybe do maybe just have a collision title. And I know it sounds a little funny, it's a wonky name, but like have a title that is designated to be a collision title. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be defended every Saturday. Like it doesn't have to have the rules of a TV title. But but kind of have that have that separation without having that separation. And we but like it can obviously be defended on pay-per-views, but like that title would never find its way to other shows. Like that would be a specific title. It would never be defended on a Wednesday or a Friday. Let me put it that way. If if um you know if if Orange Cassidy would be on both shows and he and he became the collision champion, he could bring the title with him because you're not going to not have a champion with the belt on um, on a different show, but he would never like defend it on Wednesday. See, speaking of the freshly squeezed orange one, that's the title that I think I would move to collision. The international? I would make the international championship the main title on collision. Huh. Okay. Bring it up to the to the value of the AEW world title. The international title, it has a great name. It it, it feels like it's inclusive. It feels like it, it it's a it's a title that people would want because it makes you a desirable piece to the, the company, especially in foreign markets. A Phil from Chicago beating a freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy for the international title on an episode of of Collision, leading to CM Punk defending that title at, at All In in England. I I think that's that that's something. And then you 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 get rid of the the Ring of Honor World Title, um, you know, being defended on that show or you know being around that show all the time. You get rid of. You know the 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 TNT uh, excuse me the the TV title the Ring of Honor TV title. Um, you let those guys just do their own thing, and you focus on you know making the TNT title mean more. Yeah. You meet you make you know the women's championships. You know you move the the the. You can't really move the TBS title to to Collision because it's on TNT. And you gave it that stupid ass fucking name, <laughs> um, and then the women's title—you can't really move the women's world title over to to Collision when you know it. Dynamite's there has always been their big show, um, so you're kind of stuck in a spot there. Um, but honestly, the way I look at it right now, I would do something completely different with Collision. I would put the international title there. I'd make it, it the, make it the main title. And you know what? The other title that I would press on that show, the six man tag team title belts. Okay. I would make that the show where buddy Brody Malachi, they're the main because you have FTR whatever they're doing. You can have them on both shows. They're, they're, they're kind of the Switzerland of the Phil from Chicago branch of the wind. Um, 
They really weren't involved in any of that stuff. They've kind of done their own thing, but they've stayed friendly with Phil. Right. Obviously, obviously, we believe that at some point CMFTR will probably fight for the six man tag titles. Oh, sure. Probably win them at some point. Let's let's just peel that layer of fucking fat back. But you have optimal trios that you can have use this time to fight for the the the, the AEW trios titles because right now coming out of dynamite and, and blood and guts and all that stuff where the hell have they been well that's the problem you like you have two hours on tuesday two hours on saturday one hour on friday and you have you know world title tbs title tnt title women's title international title six man yeah. title tag title ring of honor title pure title um uh, tag title in ring of honor the women's the women's title in ring of honor um the the do they have a, they have a six man in ring of honor as well mm-hmm. right um they have the tv title Mm-hmm. in ring of honor so i mean that's that's what that's almost 15 16 plus titles then you also have the F, uh, ftw title i'll say this i think it's time to start dwindling some belts um here's well, f- first thing is- first off they like my catalyst was um with with this whole thing stop having the ring of honor titles a part of aew tv correct they have their own show now it is up to you to make fans to want to go watch it now Mm -hmm. every like here i will say this because nxt and wwe will interblend sometimes okay so like you don't you don't just throw them to the wolves and you never hear from them again but like ring of honor should be its own separate thing now. NXT was on the network for a long time when when Raw and SmackDown obviously on TV. It was up to you to buy the network to watch NXT. Mm-hmm. It's up to AEW to promote Ring of Honor to make you want to buy Honor Club and watch it on a weekly basis there. It should be separate now. Okay? I agree. So yeah, keep those titles away. Now again, every so often, if Samoa Joe gonna bring the the Ring of Honor title around or whatever, fine. I was gonna say you bring them around, you just don't have them defend the title, right? Like, yeah. You're not gonna leave Claudio off of television, no, because he's the Ring of Honor World Champion. But I also think they should do a better job at having Ring of Honor roster be somewhat separate from the AEW roster. Correct. So that you're not just constantly seeing a title on TV that you're never seeing defended, because that's a little silly as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the FTW Championship should maybe get a, a match on TV Friday nights um, once every seven months or something stupid. Like it should not be a title that is practically featured the way they they have kind of been featuring it as of late. How many times do you think Hook has actually defended that title? Um, that's a good question. Because I want to say it's probably like six. But yeah, they just they it, it, like here's the thing: if they it if they if they dwindle something. down some titles, I'm not going to be upset about it. 
Um, what I will say is that um, if they just do a better job at utilizing their champions more, because like I felt like even FTR, they won the titles. You didn't see them for like a month. And it's like, well, that's kind of silly. Okay, so he won it. He won it in um, July, July of last year. Of last year against Ricky um, he he defended it uh, against Zach Clayton on a rampage against Angelo Parker at All Outs um, against Arya Davari on Rampage, Lee, Lee Mariardi on Rampage, Matt Hardy on Dynamite. Um, Ethan Page, Ethan Page on, on Dynamite, Ram, uh, Rampage on a Friday night. Um, Two on house shows. Yeah, I was say, I don't want to count the house show. And then last night, so that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He's defended it eight times since winning it on TV. Eight times a in a ago. year. Um, that's, I mean, that's once every six weeks. Uh, that's, yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad at that. It's still, I don't know. It still feels like a lot when I'm like, when was the last time I've seen the trios title? You know what I mean? Like, because it's like it's it's the it's, it's, once, the, it's, it's, it's once almost every nine weeks. It's the million dollar title, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's be because like because um somebody somebody last night had said something about how it was like. A made up champion, a made up title with made up champions. I'm like, so like the million dollar title. Like, look, we can, I, I can, we can find things to crap on Tony Khan and AEW about. But let's not pretend like hard. this isn't something that's been done in other companies before. Um, yeah. But yeah. It ain't hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think if you, if you just utilize titles a little bit better. And yeah, and maybe that, maybe that is sort of the thing is like, look, I know everybody laughs at, you know, Raw Women's Title, SmackDown Women's Title, Raw Tag Team Champions, SmackDown Tag Team Champions. But guess what? Like those titles get featured on their shows. Like you don't have people getting lost in the sauce because there's every title's on every show. The last time that the House of Black defended the trio's titles was at Double or Nothing. Okay. Since then, and I'm just talking about Buddy Matthews because he's who I looked up on Cage Match. He was defeated by Andrade El Idolo. And then in Thornburg, Victoria, Australia, he defended the Melbourne City Wrestling world title against Tommy Knight on July 8th. Hmm. Malachi Black, since that match, has... Wrestled one match. The fifth collision, him and Brody King as the Kings of the Black Throne defeated Artemis Spencer and Randy Myers in two minutes and 56 seconds. I have no idea who that is. Who? And Brody King, on episode two, lost Andrade by collision, won a dark match against somebody, and then that tag match. So literally, since double or nothing in the end of May, they've been there twice. Yeah. And it's uh, unless one of them is hurt, 
which very well possible. We're not in that locker room. We don't have a fucking clip of the injury report. I don't know. But if I'm sitting here and I'm looking to do something different with collision, what is the most different thing I have? What is the one thing that I have that that WWE doesn't have? Trios. Yeah. I need to press that. Yeah. Like the WCW had the cruiserweights. You have trios. Utilize them. And and like I said, maybe that's the thing is is like have have specific titles. And again, you don't have to give them TV show names, okay? So maybe having a collision title isn't the right choice. But like have titles that are, you know, pretty much only defended on Saturday nights and Wednesday nights and on pay-per-views. When WCW had the TV title? It was almost exclusive to WCW Saturday Night 605. Yeah. You probably knew every time you tuned in that you had a TV title match at some point on that show. Yeah. So if you're telling me right now that I can tune in at whatever time that show starts or whenever I watch it on DVR and know there's a strong shot I have an international title match or a six-man tag title match somewhere on that show... You're, you're more inclined to get me to want to watch your show. Right, right. Sitting here and knowing that Miro is going to squash somebody and Andrade and someone are going to have a good match and the finals of the Owen Hart Cup happened. Cool. The Owen Hart Cup is now done and over Please with. Please refresh oh. the page. To- Who gives a <laughs> shit? Thanks, Matt. At this point, now that those are done, like you got to get something to keep us coming back. Who gives a shit? There we go. There it is. You're Um, telling me that it's the six-man tag title. You're telling me that it's it's the international title is going to be exclusive to that show. You got a shot of getting me to come back more and more. Yeah. Because now I got to see who the trios is that's going to fight them. You know, I got to see, you know, Darby Allen, Nick Wayne, and A.R. Fox take on the, the House of Black. Yeah, I'm gonna see it on collision. Well here's the thing too, like if they if they do create a a uh collision title, um, you know, like so obviously, you know, Roman Reigns we, we know the the story of him and, and the um limited number of title offenses. MJF has a limited number of title offenses, okay? Like, if we're going to treat one one way, let's treat the other company the same way. Um, if you create this collision title, do like do like you're doing with, with Seth Rollins. Do like you're doing with Seth Rollins, where you, you have him, you have the collision champion be more of a must-see fighting champion. Like you do with, with Seth on Monday Night Raw. Um, have it featured every week. Make make that title must see TV out the gate. Get people to tune in on Saturday night. So yeah, I, I I'd be fine with it if they created it, but it, they have they have to do it the right way. If they keep Ring of Honor titles on AEW TV, then I don't I don't need a a, a collision title. Because it's just gonna get, it's just gonna be watered down the way most of their titles are, because they're not creating any sort of a separation now anyway. Since Maxwell has won the title, 
November 19th of 2022. He has defended the title a total of five times. Yep. He has three other eliminator matches. And one of those matches ended in a no contest or a time on the draw. Actually, two of them did. The eliminator against Adam Cole went to a draw and the match against Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson. Right. So literally, let's make the collision title the working title. Does that mean that we put it on Phil from Chicago right away? Probably not. Health concerns, obviously. But put it on Orange Cassidy. Put it on a Darby Allen. Put it on a guy that you want to put. Put it on Andrade. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Let Andrade win that that international championship. Then give me the first feud. Face Andrade versus heel fucking Miro. And they're both fighting for international supremacy. They're both foreigners. The shit writes itself. Yeah. It's easy. And then at that point, then you give me the House of Black defending the trios titles against some people. Next thing you know, I got a show that I want to tune into every fucking week. Right. I got a show that I'm telling you is on the same level as Dynamite. The only difference is Dynamite's going to have Twinkle Toes McFinger Bang, the Cowboy, and the and the Bucks of Youth. That's the only difference. Yeah. I mean, we've sat on this show and given Tony Khan shit for things, and some of them have been deserving. Others haven't. That's okay. I've probably been the one that's waved the flag of the not deserving, but whatever. I, I'll be the first to admit it. There have been some things that he's done that pissed me off, but whatever. I'll make it work. But this is one where Saturday is a hard enough market to win. Yeah. You're coming into football season. You're coming into college football season, which will be on every TV in America. Yeah. On Saturday nights. I get it. You can DVR it. I get it. You can watch it on demand, stuff like that. Can I address like that, that though? Like, cause well, I you're keep competing then against Sunday with NFL Monday night football raw. When are you watching that? Yeah. Um, I, I, I saw a tweet earlier this week and it was from somebody that said like, you know, did you check out the rampage or the collusion rating? This show is an abject failure and blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, like first off. And I have said this, <laughs> I, I have said this when people were up their ass about WWE ratings. So I'm, I'm going to treat AEW the same way. <laughs> John Q wrestling fan. Stop it with the ratings talk. Because first off, you don't understand the context. I understand that we have heard podcasts and network specials and documentaries about the Monday Night Wars. And they talked about 9.0s and 7.8s and shit like that. And, all, and first off, that's never happening again. Never. Ever fucking never. One... Because the internet exists. Zero point zero. Two, because there are so there are so many people now that don't have traditional cable. Okay? I know so many people that consume Monday Night Raw and SmackDown and other shows via Hulu, via On Demand... I mean, here's the thing. 
I can, other co-host I, does. I couldn't be a a Nielsen house. I have YouTube TV. Okay, like I I and I was one of the longer holdouts for standard cable TV. And I have YouTube TV because it's cheaper. People don't have the money for cable. And when you have Netflix and you have Paramount Plus and you have other subscription services where you can watch a lot of this stuff, or then you can find the, the clips of the most important things you need to see on social media and YouTube, you don't need traditional cable. Um, and, and again, it's on Saturday. The network, the network knew what to expect when they put Collision on Saturday night. Okay, the people that are laughing at the rating numbers are the same people who have been saying, oh, AW's contract's coming up and Turner's not going to renew them because they haven't grown their audience. Turner gave them a third hour after Dynamite to air the the Britt Baker and Adam Cole Bay Bay hour. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they did it with Roads to the Top. They gave them a Friday night. They gave them, now they're giving them Saturday night. Like, if you can't tell that Turner Broadcasting or whoever owns the fucking TBS and TNT loves AEW, you are an idiot. Okay? Mm -hmm. You're an idiot. Because guess what would be on TBS for, on Wednesday from 8 to 10? It Big would Bang Theory. Exactly. It would be the same thing that's on from six till seven and seven till eight. It would just be reruns of the Big Bang Theory. Okay? And guess what would be on TNT on Friday night? Probably the Shawshank Redemption or Forrest Gump, because that's what's on T TBS or yep. excuse me, on TNT usually on a Friday night. That and what works. would and what would be on TBS on a Saturday night? Probably fucking Twister, because that's what's on TBS on Saturday nights. I would have said Atlanta Braves baseball, but then I would have been dating myself like <laughs> right? 20 years. You know, and occasionally they do air baseball, and we might yep. see, you know, we might see it get moved or whatever, or March Madness or, or, or whatnot. But like... Is, is SmackDown moved to Fox Sports 1 this week? Yes. For what? I don't know, actually. Is it the Women's World Cup? Is the United States playing? Probably. But let me. I think, uh, they, I think they play at nine o'clock. I think I saw that just now. I yeah, I think that Fox. that sounds right. It is. It okay. is. They play Vietnam at nine p.m. There you go. Hey, yeah. you want to hear the Vegas betting line for that game? What's that? Minus thirty thousand. Wolf. USA minus thirty thousand. Wolf. You know what, guys? I might go put thirty k on them to win a hundred bucks. There you go. USA. You <laughs> so bad. Um, but again, that's why the bloodline, the trial of Roman Reigns or whatever is tomorrow night or whatever the hell they're doing. They're doing some mm -hmm. sort of bloodline thing with Roman because they want people to tune over there and it's probably going to work. And can you tell you what, it's probably going to be more people that watch SmackDown tomorrow night than normally watch FS1 on a Friday from eight to 10. I can guarantee you that right now. Um, so yeah, like just. People got to stop with the ratings talk, but anyway. Um, yeah, the, ra the ratings talk is hot duty. Hot duty. Just hot garbage. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, anything else on this one? No, nah, man. I think I'm good. We're at the 35 minute mark. Fuck it. Um, 
so my topic, and, and if you listen to 3CT this week, um, you, you already heard us kind of discuss it, although we were very, we were, we were too busy trying to rename a plain s'more, um, which, uh, so, okay. So let I me, didn't, I didn't get to finish listening to this. Week's episode, so. so, so, so Tim loves a plain s'more and what that, what a plain s'more is, is a s'mores without chocolate. So it's just graham cracker and marshmallow. Okay. Um, but we're like, dude, it's not a plain s'more. It's something different. It's a smell. So uh, we, because because we're like, dude, you need to you, basically like that was the challenge. You need to find a different name for it. So um, I had told him a marshmallow graham witch. Because <laughs> I guess basically what it is, right? It's graham cracker and marshmallow. But he's like, can I call it a smo? And we're like, yeah. Yeah, you can. So if you head over to tpublic.com slash user slash three count Thursday, you can get the Smo Lovin shirt, (laughs) which uh, is just Smo Lovin, and you got the the graham cracker and the uh, the marshmallow there. I I might have to call Tim and have him create the Fat Siders t-shirt. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he could probably do that uh, because I'm a lazy slacker. But uh, yeah, you can get the Smo Lovin shirt in a bunch of colors, Smo-lovin. and it's on sale right now for just uh, starting at uh, sixteen dollars. Yeah, if you don't get it in chocolate brown or uh, a color similar to a Smo, then we may have to fight you. You're doing it wrong. You can also uh, get our hottest seller for this week: the what? Yeah, yeah. shirt. Um, the what? Yeah. Uh, that uh you know i think you'll recognize one of those fonts when you when you head over there but uh yeah our, our hot seller of the week also if you're a tie-dye person t public offers tie-dye now up to uh up to 2x so a lot of our designs you can uh you can find them over there in uh in the tie-dyes can't wait to see intern mark wear a hershey mark tie-dye shirt. oh my god that will just break my life he, he will be the dude love of fucking he will, oh my god you're not even this, <laughs> the sad thing is, is you're not even you're not even wrong at all when you <laughs> when you say that but uh yeah so there you go head over to the public get the smell loving shirt um but yeah so so the topic you know we this this past week um we we um had the anniversary of money in the bank 2021 so it's been two years uh, since WWE returned to live touring, um, live shows. So I just kind of wanted to highlight some of the best, uh, best and worst moments of those two years. Um, you know, because it is, it's, it's kind of monumental. Um, you know, I, I, obviously the pandemic era was what it was. Um, again, I think both companies did, did about the best they could. Um, but it was, it was great to get out of the Thunderdome. Um, and be back in front of live crowds and, and, uh, Mike, I don't know. I have, um, I have six bests and five worsts written down. If we just kind of want to go back and forth, I'll levy to you okay. first. Um, I mean, obviously I guess let's, let's, let's cross chalk off the board here. Let's take the Vegas betting favorite off the board. Uh, it's gotta be the bloodline stuff, right? Uh, yeah, that's, that's on mine. Obviously that's, that's, that's Vegas chalk, right? That's, yeah, that's, that's the easy That's one. simple acknowledge me yeah um from the very beginning of you know his return you know and then obviously with the whole been stepping aside thing everybody's concern was oh look triple h gonna come in and 
pull the pin on this thing and just end it. Um, and he's done the exact opposite of that. He's cranked this bitch up to 11. Which, um, by the way, by the way, anybody who thought that that was going to happen, you're also an idiot. I have I have beachfront property in <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska. I'd like to sell you. Yeah, you like you're you're dumb. Like, and I don't stupid idiot. I, I don't I don't mean to be like mean about it, but like, if you actually thought that the bloodline story was going to end because Triple H took over, you dumb, dumb, stupid idiot, dumb, dumb. Um, the other, the, 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 I guess we'll go to a negative now. Uh, one of the negatives that I have here. Um, and I think it just ends up being a negative because of decisions out of WWE's control. And it's the stuff with Bray Wyatt. Okay. Yeah. It, it's one of those where, you know, obviously he goes away after Mania against Randy. In Tampa, um, and then a lot of us, including us on this show, it was when, not if, right? What are they going to do with him? And we had a fun little, we, we, we had a real raw moment where Wyndham got to be Wyndham, you mm-hmm. know, and then we tried this thing, and I don't know that it ever really got out of first gear. And I don't necessarily yeah. know that it's anyone's fault. Um, you know, so that, that that's one of those where they put a lot of time in those video packages and stuff like that. Oh, sure. The White Rabbit stuff. You're dropping hints at house shows, for God's sake. Yeah. So, you know, they, they, they definitely went all in on, on getting that stuff moving. Um, and then the rug got pulled out from underneath them. Yeah. You know, Some, yeah, them. something missed. We we don't, and again, we don't we don't know what it is. Any of it would be pure speculation. I don't like to play that game because we nope. just don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, that one that one's certainly a bummer, man. Like I was I was happy to see him back. I was very intrigued by Bray getting to be Wyndham, but like mm-hmm. being haunted by all portions of his past and new portions of his mind, or you know, I would have loved to seen him in and. Bo, Uncle Howdy, at forty, or I mean at thirty nine in L. A. Do we know for a fact that that was Bo? Uh, everything I've read was that the giveaway was the earrings. Okay, was they, those were the same earrings that he wore as part of the Miztourage, as part of you know his Bo Dallas character in NXT. You know there was definitely callbacks to make it out to be Bo. Um. But, I, I mean, it could have been somebody else and they were just using the same earrings. Uh, I mean, anything's possible. You know, it could have been Bo in ring and then out of ring, they would have unmasked him and it would have been somebody completely different. You know, we've, we've seen that song and dance and them do that before. Um, that would that would have definitely been in play. Um, but I would have loved to see just that spectacle of sure. his entrance at 39 in L.A. with the the crowd the way that it was the big Hollywood production that it probably would have been. I would have been all in for a, for a Hollywood themed entrance for not just Bray, but uncle Howdy and, and, and where we went with that. But, you know, we got the Mountain Dew pitch black match, uh, which somehow turned into everybody drinking diesel fuel. Um, <laughs> that's, and that's basically so... pissing electric yellow for oh the next six God. weeks. 
it um so like i don't i i've even before royal rumble mm-hmm. i had started drinking like zero sugar sodas and stuff like that um that first sip you got three cavities and needed three oh root my god out. dude i felt so like i drank it we 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 got it i got a six pack for the rumble yep and it was me me ryan matt and intern mark were here at my house mm-hmm. um so we drank them we watched it we you know we had gotten chinese food for dinner we had a bunch of snacks all of this we had a nice little spread so like I didn't I didn't I felt weird after drinking it, but I th- I just chalked it up to like I ate too much, whatever this mixture, that and the other. It was a mixture of everything. And then like a couple days later, because I still had two in the fridge, um, it's like afternoon. I felt a little tired. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I got one of these pitch blacks in the in the in the fridge. I'm gonna drink it. So like I drank it, and I drank it over like a. I mean like it wasn't quick. It was over like yeah. you know a couple hours or. And like all of a sudden, man, like I felt like my hands were shaking. Like I felt like I felt like I was like like I felt like you know like if if like if you're if you get a fever, you get like that neck sweat. Like I felt like I had like the neck sweat, and I'm like, I'm like am I sick? Like how did, did I, I get the s- flu somehow? Because it's like you know it's January. I'm like, did I get the flu? I'm like, yeah. do I got the vid? Like, do I, do I need to go take a test? No, I need to stop here and take a test. And then, like, then, like, I started putting it together. I'm like, it's a goddamn pitch black, man. This shit's like making my fucking heart beat out of my chest. It's gonna kill me. It's gonna fucking kill me. Um, but yeah, the, the, the whole yeah, it just it turned out to be a bummer. And then, it, then apparently, it sounds like Bray got sick. I don't know if it was COVID related or if it was something else. And um, yeah, there's a lot of speculation out there. But yeah, it's it, the, the the Bray Wyatt thing was a bummer. It was a bummer. Um. My first one, the first thing I had down, obviously, bloodline aside, is it, it happened the very first weekend. Money in the bank, Roman wins, he's standing there, show's getting ready to go off the air, and we hear John Cena's music hit. And John Deere Green comes bursting out of the fucking back. Michael Cole's freaking out. Like, yeah, there's John Cena! And, pa- and Pat McAfee said, I don't, I don't know, like... Because here's the thing. I don't know if a lot of... I mean, some people might realize this. Other people might not. Commentary, despite the fact they're sitting right next to the ring, they're looking at a monitor. Okay? But sometimes, commentary, you can you can catch them looking at the ring. Mm-hmm. Because, let's be realistic. They're fans. They, like, they want to see real life instead of a screen. So, I don't know if in that moment... McAfee was looking across the ring towards the ramp and couldn't see him. No pun intended. Like, couldn't see John Cena. And so when Michael Cole's like, there's John Cena, and and McAfee goes, where? Or if McAfee is just so good at what he does that he's looking at the monitor and John Cena's on it, but obviously knowing the joke, you can't see me. He says, where? Um, But yeah, man, like, the surprise of that because like i think we had all we had all just kind of because that was always i think that was a rumor i think the rumor was cena was in fucking new zealand or some shit Mm -hmm. filming a movie and then all of a sudden his music hits at at money in the bank and yeah people lost it was a it was a great moment anytime you can get a genuine surprise seen at money in the bank this year yeah 
like it's 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 a great thing. So yeah, it was it was it was good to see, um, and it was a great way to to to, to cap off the 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 opening weekend of getting back in front of fans. Um, any thoughts on that one? No, that was that. I mean, that's that's one of those where you look up that moment in history, and it's like, oh, okay, we're doing this. Like we're yeah, we're, we're having that we're having that moment. It, it's kind of the it's kind of the Brock Lesnar. You know, mm-hmm. Monday Mon, Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania, where he came out and Cena extends his hand and he have he hits the uh, the F five on John. Oh, so you good. Know, leading to that, like nobody thought Brock was showing up. No, they all thought he would have been there the night before at WrestleMania. Like they would never thought that he was going to return there. Um, you know, it, it gives me that same vibes. It's, it when you can have those vibes, those are the moments that that you really sink your teeth into, and those are the moments that you're really like, "Yep, that's what I needed." I needed that moment right there. So yeah, definitely, uh, definitely great that they were able to pull off uh, a surprise because, you know, surprises a lot of times are normally left for the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And this Royal Rumble, you couldn't keep that surprise because everybody knew that Cody was coming in at thirty. Right. Right. Yeah. So um, you know where you have the man, we didn't get that shock and awe at thirty. Nah, but we did have John Cena show up at the last two Money in the Banks yeah. in like the most random times ever with nobody expecting it. Yeah. Um. My my first of the worsts um is uh is Becky squashing Bianca at, at SummerSlam 2021. Um. I get it. Obviously, we had the payoff at 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 Mania the next year. It was the the redemption story or what have you. Um. And I get fighters get caught. I get I, I can see the logic in it. But man, it just um it felt real weird. Like it was just such a weird thing because like Becky comes right, back right from, after she squashed whomever too, right? Well uh yeah, because Bianca Bianca had the win. Bianca had the win and then uh, yeah, who, the, who did she squash? That's what I'm looking up right now. Uh, Bianca. Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan. Oh no, she did a uh, she did an open challenge. That's what it was. She did an open challenge, and Becky answered the call. So, I like, she, I thought she actually like was supposed no, to fight no, somebody she, at that show. Uh, I think was she supposed to fight somebody, and somebody got hurt. No, was that Sasha? And that's when they took their ball and went home. No, because that was. What year was that? SummerSlam what? This is 2021. She had beaten Sasha Banks. Um, okay, Sasha had been announced, but then couldn't compete, and she was replaced by Carmella. Um, but Becky attacked Carmella. I think, or no, I mean, anyway, I, I'm trying to read in podcast. She was, she was supposed to fight Sasha. Initially, and yeah. And then and Sasha got hurt. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, Yeah, so, but it just, it, was, it just felt weird. Like, be, Becky coming back and then like, because like the, somebody of Becky's stature coming back and like becoming like a heel right away. And yeah, it was, I don't know. It just, it felt, it felt very, it felt very odd 
to, to just it was like it felt very abrupt um way to end that time just it, i thought it it cast a weird a weird moment over that summer slam. yeah i would definitely agree with that it was definitely like what the hell just happened yeah yeah it was it was just kind of caught everybody did, did, off did the ref count wrong it's like, like that 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 wasn't supposed to be like that no one of these things is not like the other <laughs> what the fuck is going on um all right so another positive i have um you know i don't like how it finished at WrestleMania 39, but the story is not finished. It's the return of the American Nightmare. Mm-hmm. It's the return of Cody Rhodes. Um, if there's another storyline that they have done perfect to a T, aside from the Bloodline, it adrenaline in my soul, something, something, Cody Rhodes. Uh, the only way that that gets better is if he doesn't get hurt. You know, right. because the summer of Cody would have probably been even bigger. Um, but the injury and the comeback from the injury and now this part of the story makes this story so much better. You know, I, I don't know that rushing him to a world title during the summer of, uh, at, when he tore his peck would have been as big as this is right. Like this. Yeah. Cause, cause here's the thing. Even, even while he's finishing his story now, he's writing his own story. Correct. All last year was would have been him finishing his dad's story. So this, there's more meat on it. Mm-hmm. He's got to finish his own story. He's got to fight through the adversity. He's got to fight through, you know, everything else. So this is literally one of those moments where. Uh, yeah. Where Sorry, we're... My, wife, my wife's getting ice. Oh, no, that's fine. I'm trying to mute the microphone so you don't hear. <laughs> Like when Joe would always get ice when he was over at your house. <laughs> um, like every time Joe does anything. But like what what I'll say, and because and, this kind of knocks out one slash two of mine, is returns in general. Because you had Cody's return. You had mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt's return. Again, the initial Bray Wyatt return. Correct. Uh, was super cool. Obviously, uh, all the stuff we just talked about. Um Bailey's return from injury with the return of Dakota Kai and the call up of Eo Sky, like that was an awesome moment. Um, you know, so like, and you had some a couple surprises. You had a Carlito uh, sighting at one point. Um, you know, you've had a couple of su- surprise big match John pop ups. Um, so they've 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 done actually a pretty good job. Tristratus returns, Melita mm-hmm. returns. Um, so you've you've had some pretty cool moments. Um, with with people showing up that weren't necessarily expected to, um, and um, that's not the easiest thing to do. Correct. Um, in in today's wrestling world, so uh, yeah, the like the returns, and even the ones that like we knew were coming, they've uh, executed very well. Yeah, there haven't been really many misses. No. So yeah, I'd agree with you on that. Um, but going off of that to the negative. Because I do have one coming off of this. Um, they hit on a lot of things. I get it. He's the United States champion. He's supposed to be a big thing right now. But I've been very confused on what the fuck they're doing with Austin Theory. I have they him call- winning at 39. WrestleMania yeah. 39 as, yeah. a, as a miss. Yeah. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, that was the perfect opportunity to get the U.S. title off of him. 
let John lose it to somebody, put them over uh, the next week or something, whatever it is, a week later or, or at, at uh, WrestleMania Backlash, you know, whatever it is. Um, but he, he came up, he had the stupid gimmick with the cell phone. Then we decided that we were going to take him a little bit more serious. But then he's the idiot that cashed in the Money in the Bank briefcase on the U.S. title. Yeah. Um, and then he was the idiot that lost the Money in the Bank briefcase. On the U.S. title. On the U.S. title. Uh, so, and then he wins the U.S. title. And I know that, like, they were doing this thing with Pretty Deadly. And, and then, you know, now Kit Wilson's hurt. You know, and I don't, I don't know necessarily that Austin Theory is 100%. Um, but, yeah, I, I honestly let John have that final moment at a WrestleMania if that may be one of the last ones that he actually wrestles at. Sure. <laughs> I think next year will probably be his, his last. I think doing it at he, a at a decade mania is is, is big. Um, who, does, who does he go against then? I don't know. That's a different podcast for a different day. I think I have the answer. Who's that? The guy who he had the interaction with at Money in the Bank. I love that. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I think that I think that's fantastic. Um, and he, here's why I have theory winning at Mania as one of my worsts is because that yeah, and and again, I don't know if he got if he was hurt or whatever the story was, but they didn't do anything with it. Correct. It just died. Like you, you beating John Cena in front of Make a Wish kids at WrestleMania is mm-hmm. such a great heel thing to do. And you did nothing with it. And it was never talked about again. Like the promos leading up to it, you did like the empty arena promo that I actually fucking loved because it was something different. And it's like, look, mm-hmm. I'm doing this here now because you don't matter to me. Like I, th- I thought Theory was doing a great job in that buildup. Yep. And then he beats John on the biggest stage ever and nothing. We do nothing. Nothing. And man, I'm like, that's such a miss, dude. And like, obviously, the guy's super young. Like, he has more than enough time to have a great long career. But man, it's just a very, a very big miss for me on that one. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, one of my, one of my bests um, was Biggie winning, winning on the cash in, winning the WWE title on the cash in, and yeah. and I, I still to this day love the way they did it i think you know and i know people like bad mouthed it in the moment because they're like why would they have him come down and cash in and then go to commercial i'm like because they want people who aren't tuned in to tune in correct like and how do you do that by putting out tweets and social media posts piggy, and piggy just cashed friends. in the money in the bank tune in now when we're back from commercial he's going for the wwe title it, it was it was done perfect. perfectly he, obviously he won it you know um but yeah, it just just an awesome moment, a great cash in, a successful cash in. Um, couldn't have happened to a better person. Um, 100%. On the other side of that, um, of course, and, and it's not just his injury, but the Randy Orton injury. Um, the we, we've we've had a couple of big injuries in the WWE. Um, now we're all kind of holding our collective breath about Bailey. It does seem like she avoided a major injury from the house show this past weekend. Um, but uh, injuries in general, I mean, I, I get it's going to happen. Uh, wrestling is, is you know, what did JR say? Well, they ain't doing ballet in here. Her. Yeah, it ain't um, ballet. 
Uh, but man, it, you know, when, when you have Biggie break his neck, I mean, he even just said recently that, that he doesn't know he's, he's healthy. He's great, but being healthy and okay. And in ring shape are two very different things. Being ring healthy and being life healthy are two very, very different things. Polar different opposites. Um, and then of course, when it comes to a neck. Yeah. And of course, Randy Orton, of course, had the, the, the disc surgery, um, which I mean, especially at 44 years old, um, should, should probably, should probably just, you know, close out the bump card there. Um, but what a crappy way to, to end a, a unbelievably legendary career. Um, one of the best to ever do it. So it's my hope that even if it's one more, just one more go, one more, you know, come back at Royal Rumble, wrestle at WrestleMania and, and, and that's where you end your career. Um, you know, that, that would be awesome, but yeah, the injuries, man, injuries, uh, uh to, to some of the biggest players have, uh, have definitely been a worst of this era. Yeah. There, there's, there's no real, real easy way to, to, to talk about, you know, the stuff like this, you know, obviously losing E and, you know, then, then Kofi gets dinged up as well. And then you have the guys that we've lost, you know, Randy, you know, edge was out for a little while. He was dinged up. Um, you know, guys that, you know, were, were mainstays for a long time. Um, you know, it sucks. It really does suck that, you know, we've lost peak moments. I mean, even Cody's injury, you know, yeah, it's made the story better. But we lost a solid seven months of the summer of Cody. Yeah, and he's not a spring chicken, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, you, you lost, a, you know, almost a year of a guy who's 30 at the time, 37, like that sucks. Yeah. Especially as, as, as hot as he was, as hot as everything was coming off of his return at WrestleMania and the stuff with Seth. So yeah, no, it's, that's never any, any good. Uh, A positive that I do have that I want to discuss though, the man that is soon to break a record. The ring general. Old Goon. Big Goon. Big Goon. Little Big uh, that's, a, that's a big son of a bitch. Um, and to see the transformation that he's had from NXT UK to NXT to... Oh, gotta do that. Yeah, sign me up for Goonth. Um, the transformation that he's undergone. Night and day. He went from baby Huey to being a guy who you're like, shit. Yep, gonna get my ass kicked. <laughs> Dude, that fucking, that fucking slap fight on Monday Night oh. Raw this week. Dude, made my fucking chest hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even the matches that he had, some of the matches he had in NXT, in NXT UK against the Ilya Dragunovs of the world. Um, you know, those matches, like go back and watch those. You know, those are matches during this time frame. If there's a two year window where if it ain't about Roman Reigns and the bloodline and it ain't about Cody Rhodes, probably about Big Goonth. Yeah, man. You know, the guy's about to break the honky tonk man record for the longest intercontinental title run ever. It's a pretty monumental moment that we're going to fucking see unfold. Um, and inevitably, he's going to win a world title of some sort. 
um, whether it's the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, whether it's the Universal Galactic title, who knows? He's winning them at one point. And honestly, personally, you want Cody to finish the story? If he ain't finishing it against Rhodey, or against Roman, let him finish it against Gunther. Let it let let Rocky versus Ivan Drago, WWE edition take place. Why the fuck not? If he dies, he dies. If I chop his brains off, I chop his brains off. Sign me up for Big Goon versus Cody for the world title. Fuck it. Yeah, I dude. Fantastic. Uh, like, and I, I I tweeted it. I can't remember if it was this Monday or last time last Monday when I was watching Raw, but I was. Uh, it had to be this Monday because it was after the the match with the Riddle. And he, he puts on he puts the the Intercontinental title on. He goes hops up in the commentary, mm-hmm. and I'm like, first off, I thought Randy was returning. I thought it, mm-hmm. I like it just had that. It felt like like you know I beat this I beat this chump in you know three minutes or whatever. Yeah. Nobody here can beat me. I thought we were gonna hear Randy Orton's music, but um, it's three. But uh, he he has made people give a shit about the intercontinental title again 100% like that title was just was lost in who gives a fuck land for a while especially after they changed the design change the design it's like back bouncing back and forth between like Nakamura and like Dolph Ziggler or some shit and we're just gives a shit it's like it's like what the hell like what is who gives a shit what the hell is happening with this title and then like Gunther wins it and I was like Ooh, I was like, this has potential. This has potential. I don't want to get too excited about it. And yeah, he just, yeah, everything he's done with it has been been so freaking good. Yeah, and and the stuff that he bringing Marcel or Ludwig Kaiser and and Giovanni Vinci with him, those guys have played their role to a T. Um, oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. I am all I am all for Imperium uh, to be mainstays moving forward in the world title picture. I wouldn't even be opposed to seeing Vinci and Kaiser win the tag titles. Not at all. You know, give me an entire Imperium with world titles and, and things like that. I Sign me up. Darn right. Um, a negative that I do have, though, we got to see Drew McIntyre win the title in the pandemic. But Drew still has yet to really have that WrestleMania moment. And yeah. it sucks because if there's a guy who during the pandemic did everything he could to keep things going and fresh and entertaining, it was Drew. And it sucks that he hasn't had that moment to culminate the work that he's put in from the chosen one to being released to going to evolve to impact wrestling to winning the world title in the middle of the, in the middle of a global pandemic. Um, it, it's one of those things where I personally, I would have, pref- and I've said this on this show, I've said this on other shows that I've, that I've been a guest on. I would have had him win the world title from Bobby Lashley in Tampa. I would have given him that moment. I think he earned that moment. Not, Bobby. To, take away from, not to take away from Bob, but I, Bob! I, I just think, if there's a way that you can have Drew have that moment and then lose the title a week or two later, I'm not opposed to that. Because if there's someone that deserved the moment, 
It was true. Yeah. Yeah, he had, I mean, obviously had a cool moment um, at Clash of the Castle. Uh, of course, uh, did not win <laughs> Clash of the Castle. Shocking. Um, you know, you're you're not uh, acknowledge me. You know, you're not you're not winning that fight. Um, but yeah, it is definitely a bummer that uh, you know his his crowning his crowning moment happened uh, at, in the worst of times. But um, you know, again, show must go on and, and all of that. But yeah, definitely a bummer for him uh, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, my, I have one. I have one more left of of each. Um, my best here is is uh, the Undertaker getting into the Hall of Fame. Um, obviously his last match happened um, in in the Boneyard, which to this day I still think is the the best fitting end to that career. Um, it, it worked out perfectly. I think it's. No disrespect to Mark from Texas or Alan from Georgia, um, but you're not getting a all-time classic from AJ Styles versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 36. Seven. 36. 36. Uh, you're just not. You're not. Taker, um, regardless of what shape he got himself in, he was beat up, man. He was beat the hell up. Um, he had his official retirement in the Thunderdome at Survivor Series. That's the only negative part, but I truly like. Now he I, is he has gone on record. I don't know if he's just trying to justify it or whatever, but he said that uh, that if he would have had that retirement in front of a crowd, that it probably would have like ruined the mystique of the character because he said he oh, would have broke. He would have broke. broke, and and. To, to his credit, he never broke in front of a crowd. Um, I actually just saw a clip th- this week uh, or recently of during fucking Over the Edge after Owen Hart passed away. That Pat, you could see Pat Patterson is refereeing. I think it was Austin versus the the Undertaker, and you can see Patterson shook up. You can see Taker is shook up. But he is still business, man. Uh, the guy fucking got his fucking jacket melted into his body from a pyro bomb, and he's standing in, in the elimination chamber, and he's still all business. So, like, maybe it is more fitting that he was able to, to, to do it and control it. Um, but having the, the Hall of Fame um, and, and one of the best, if not the best, Hall of Fame speeches ever uh, in front of a crowd... Um, was the the most in 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 in, in, af, in the aftermath of of the pandemic was the, the a fitting a fitting closure to to the, his career. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, one of the one of the only like Hall of Fames that I really truly regret not buying a ticket for. Um, yeah, it's tough because he's because he's that guy. You know, he was that guy. You know, he's always going to be that guy. So it's just it's one of those where like. Me and Joe don't do Hall of Fames. Um, it's not really our thing. Never really has been our thing. Um, but yeah, that's that's the one where it's like, if it wasn't Liger, because obviously my love for Jushin Thunder Liger, um, yeah, like I regret not being able to 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 be at Takers. Like it sucked. 
um, yeah. because he was a big piece of my childhood and a big piece of my wrestling fandom. Right. Um, so yeah, that one sucks, but no, um, he deserved every ounce and every piece of what he got. I have no qualms with the Boneyard match being the final, the final match. Um, you know, if he would have walked away after Brock Lesnar beat him and he was the only one in 21 and one, I also wouldn't have been upset. You know, it's one of those where once he came back, there had to be another fitting send off in the Boneyard match was the perfect match for it to be a send off. Um, you know, his loss to Roman when he left the gloves and the boots and everything in the ring. And, you know, everyone was like, oh, shit, this is it. I sat in uh, what the fuck's the name of that stadium in Orlando? Fucking camping world. Yeah, that one. I sat in that stadium. I will be the first one to admit there were tears because that was the first time that it truly felt real. Yeah. That there was no more Undertaker. And I sat there for a solid five or 10 minutes after people started leaving, just staring out into the ring, thinking, is that really it? Was that the last time that I'm going to see one of my childhood idols perform? And something as I got in that car told me that wasn't going to be it. And, and, and the match itself wasn't a great match. And I felt like if he could get himself together for one more good one, he wouldn't let that Roman Reigns match be the last one. Right. Yeah. So that, that's where I kind of sold myself walking out of Camping World was, no, nah, that's not it. But that's not it because he's older and this, that, and the other. That's not it because I don't think Mark from Texas is going to be proud that that would have been the swan song. Yeah. So my last, match fits yeah, it. yeah. My last worst, um, it's the one I said on, on three CT is the, uh, the double wedding storyline of Tazawa and Tamina and Dana Brooke and Reggie. Can we just lump that as the whole 24 seven title? Yeah. Yeah, let's just say that. The 24 7 that title. was so bad. Yeah. Um, it was so bad. Yeah, and that, thank God that thing's gone. I'll say it. And, and she still missed the trash can. She missed the trash can. Oh, God. The, the whole storyline was awful. The whole 24-7 title after, like, the first two weeks was awful. You know, it was never anything fun. It, you know, we all thought, myself included, hardcore title vibes. Mm-hmm. Guys, guys winning the title in the ball pits, you know, airports, things like that. Well, they 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 did some of that at the start, like they had our truth winning on yeah. a golf course. But the problem was they were doing it on fucking Twitter. Um, but see, I actually liked that. I didn't hate it, but show those title changes on Raw. Well, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. There you rather need... than showing the third earlier tonight, this happened. Right. Show me R-Truth winning the 24-7 title from Tazawa on a golf course on Tuesday in Florida. Yeah. And then the pandemic happened and you couldn't you you couldn't get together to do shit like that. And yep. yeah. And and so yeah. that's on paper sounded really fun. Then the pandemic happened and the whole thing sucked. And fun died. And yeah. fun died. Yeah. I have the whole one thing more sucked. positive. Uh, that I want to talk about. Don't have any more negatives. The positive is real simple. Seth Franklin Rollins. Uh, yeah. Real, real simple. The guy, 
if you look up MVP in the dictionary, there's a picture of that guy sitting right next to it. Because for the last two years, he's been the ace. You need someone to go get a win to stop a losing streak, you send out Seth Rollins. You need a guy to hit a home run in the ninth to win it, you send out Seth Rollins. Face, heel, booed, cheered, singing along, telling everyone that they, he, hates, he hates them. He had arguably three of the best matches against Cody Rhodes. His stuff against Roman Reigns where he came out in the shield gear to winning the WWE World Heavyweight Championship in, in, a, in a great match, you know, to the stuff that he's doing currently with Judgment Day, which we're leading into SummerSlam with. There have been a lot of guys in, in this two-year window that you look at and you go, man, this guy really missed something, whether it's a feud, whether it's a match, whether it's they've missed. There's one guy that if you look at the, on the piece of paper that ain't missed, it's Franklin. Yeah. The guy's been the best thing that WWE's had going, not named the Bloodline or Sami Zayn. You know, that because otherwise, the Cody match at Mania with Cody's return, perfect. The Hell in the Cell match, perfect. You know, then, then, then Cody ends up going away and, you know, he transitions to the next things that he does and he never misses a beat. You know, and like I said, He's gotten his flowers by winning the world heavyweight title, you know, being the first one of them. Inevitably, he is going to lose it probably sooner rather than later. Just the way the things are going to uh, transpire. Yeah, and that's good. And yeah, like we, we, that's good for that title. Mm-hmm. Because that title is going to move around. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the title that's going to make the Damian priests of the world, the yeah. Finn Balors of the world, uh, more excited. Um, and by the way, as we transition here, listen to last week's show. Ernest talking about, oh, the last big thing that happened at SummerSlam. Guys, denser than a box of rocks. Because there's been a lot of big things that have transpired at the Summerfest. You know? Seth versus John Cena in the main event, title versus title. Me and Joe were at that show. We were at the show the night Finn Balor won the Universal title. Yeah, it's... It- like, that's a night where things happen that change the landmark of what the next six months is going to be. Absolutely. And, and I mean, I understand what he was saying in the sense that, like, you're probably not going to see Roman lose at, at, at SummerSlam. No, probably not. Like, that part I get. But, yes. but, but the implication that WWE doesn't view SummerSlam as just just below WrestleMania isn't the case anymore. It's a stadium show. It's it's huge. It is it is it I mean it's WrestleMania of the summer. Like it really is. Honestly, as big of a toolbox as he is, I was expecting him to tell me that it was one A, one B. I truly was. And then when he went the other way, I was like, hold on, is he feeling well? He has an opportunity to use one A one B here, and he's not doing it. Yeah, and and I I don't I don't know that I would even. And I'm in the defense of almost to that point, but I I don't know that I'm comfortable saying one A one B. No, but, but it's clearly one two. Right. It's 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 in that it's in that realm, and and two, it's one two, and then 
whatever the Royal Rumbles three, there's a, I think there's still a bit of distance between two and three, because yeah, you have the Rumble matches, but like you don't have there's there's not a great reset that can happen at Royal Rumble because when you get to the Rumble, you're 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 on from. that road already. You're already you're on your way there. Yeah, and the way and the way the schedule always shakes out, you're two months away from because it's always the end of January. Yeah, and WrestleMania is always the beginning of April. You got two months. You're just trying to get your so so Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble is you're you're packing the car to to go on vacation to the beach three out like two to three hours away. It's a short trip, but you you're you're making sure that like you're get these are these are the last oh. Fuck! I forgot my pillow. I forgot. I gotta, gotta, gotta go and get my pillow. Like the, the that's what the Royal Rumble is. To me, to me, the Royal Rumble feels like the AFC and the NFC title game. Yeah, that's a great. We're just trying to get to the Super Bowl. It's a great way to put it. And then SummerSlam, it's like, oh look, this is the we just got through the Final Four. Now we're playing for the NCAA National Championship. Yep. That's kind of the way I look at those. It's like it's a big stage. Is it as big as the Super Bowl? No, probably not. But, it's, but it's are there going to be 10 million people that are going to watch it? Yeah, yeah probably. Damn right there is. So, I mean, are they going to fill a 90,000-seat stadium? Yeah, probably. You know, they're not doing that with uh, Vengeance. They're not doing that with, uh, you know, WrestleMania Backlash. <clears throat> you know, but they'll do it for Summerfest. Yep. Um, all right. So, that's it for that. Um, Wrestlers of the Week? Yeah, let's do it. Since we don't want to daunt the Ring of Honor bullshit, um, do we just want to give Joe the two chalk answers so that we actually have more than four nominees this week? Yeah, let's do that, please. You just want to give him the Golden the Elite, the Golden Elite, mm-hmm. and uh, Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, let's do that. All right, I'll let you go first, sir. Uh, give me Trinity, new uh, new Impact Knockouts champion. Um, Look, like, I mean, it, it again, fairly, quote-unquote, predictable. But um, Impact knows to strike when the iron's the hottest. So, actually, really, really smart. No, oh, absolutely. I saw it right away whenever the thing popped up on my Twitter. And I was like, well, it's pretty obvious that that's where they're going. But, you know, sometimes people even fuck up the obvious ones. Yeah. So, um, I'll go with a different title change from that show. One that wasn't as obvious. The new X Division champion, Give me Leo Rush. Yeah. I liked it. I was a fan. Um, Jim, your final. I'll go with um, two of our very first guests in 3CT history. Uh, Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville, the new uh, women's tag team champions. Um, two tough enough uh, alumni. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, they, they were, so I think a redacted superstar was actually our first guest. Wait, hold on. I remember which redacted superstar this is. Fuck. I can't remember. We'll, we'll talk about it off air. Um, he was a guy that would have you look at it. We'll talk off air. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. It might be because I've been drinking. 
possibly. Um, but then, uh, yeah, I think our second and third guests we ever had were uh, were Chelsea and, and Sonia. Sonia was the first of the of the two because it was right, right when uh, they got eliminated from uh, from Tucker. Mm. Okay. Um, honorable mention: Jungle, Jungle, not no more Jungle Boy. Generic jungle Jack Man. Perry. Yeah. By the way, horrible fucking new entrance music. Oh, by the brutal, way, dude. God, Beethoven's fifth, whatever. Fuck off. It's awful. It's so stupid. The video package worked so well, and then they went to that. Fucking. The crowd went mild. Really? The crowd went mild, dude. I, it was just like, man, this went over like a fart in church. Yeah. Oh, great. Who fucking just shit themselves? Oh, it was Jack. It was it, Jack. Yeah, it was Jack. It was. It was Jack. It was just Jack. Oh, he Natalia. He Natalia. Uh, all right. Want to plug something before we get the hell out of here? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, you know where to find me on Twitter at Big Jim Sports. Uh, hit the link tree there. You'll find discussions with a nobody. Uh, all the Huddle Up podcast incorporated stuff. Uh, Three Count Thursday. Um, we have a uh, Christmas in July coming up um, on Tuesday, uh, since it is the twenty fifth. And um, like I said, uh, new Huddle Up off season uh, episodes. One dropped last week, another's dropping this week. We're gonna look at closing out the uh, the off season. Um, with uh, this next set of recordings, because next month we're getting right back into it, live every week and all of that. So we'll have our college football preview shows, NFL football preview shows, and then we'll be uh, right back in the heat of football here before we know it. So um, get on board now at Huddle Up Podcast, at Three Count Thursday, and at Big Jim Sports. But yeah, man, that's what I got. All right, you can follow the show at Take the Number Three Wrestling. You can send your hate tweets to at EJ Christian 7 That's EJ christian the number seven always the number never the always word. the number uh it was a two-man weave tonight we appreciate you guys hanging out with us we appreciate you guys as always uh being a small part of our uh thursday evenings um but yeah that's it man we're gonna get out of here so you guys can go enjoy the rest of your day uh until next week where we'll discuss more randomness that is professional wrestling uh we bid you adieu from the take three wrestling podcast